Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the RecCast, brought to you by REC Comics and Collectibles. My name is Roman Chavez. I will be your host. Joining me today is... Eric Icarus. And we're going to be discussing the latest MCU film, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, to start out, I just want to say that this is not spoiler-free. We mean for you guys to watch the film, uh, listen to what we have to say, see if you agree, and chime in on the comments below. So... Spoiler warning coming up, oh, yeah. and uh, we're going to be talking about many aspects of the film. And I guess we'll start off with the easiest thing. Uh, did you like it? Loved it. You loved it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Solid. Uh, solid B plus for me. Okay. You know, not not Marvel's best. It's not a Ragnarok. It's not a Winter Soldier. Not an Avengers. But it's a Doctor Strange, Black Panther for me. Like, love. It, it, those are you know how I see it. Yeah. Those you are. Know, use, those are my. Comps. B, those are my B plus movies. Gotcha. There, I loved it. Good rewatch value. Okay, good, good. Yeah, you know it's, it's I can watch it again and again. <laughs> you know the the movie's really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It kind of gave us a new look into uh, a world that we're already kind of used to. And there were some moments that I found to be quite refreshing. And uh, you know it's going to take our our universe into a, a new direction, new highs, and all of the above. Um, you know, starting off in the movie though. You know, we had a wonderful, wonderful uh, Stanley tribute. Oh yeah, uh, really uh, brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know that that Marvel Studios banner starts playing and it's rotating, and we're seeing you know scenes playing on the letters from the previous movies. Uh, but in this one, it was all of Stan's cameos. Oh yeah, and what a touching moment! Oh, what did you time. What did you feel when you saw it? Oh, you know, for a jaded person like myself, it, it really cut me deep. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I, I really was choked up almost. Yeah. You know it. Uh, that guy's a hero of mine, but childhood, childhood oh, yeah. hero, Completely. you know? And uh, just, it's nice to see that Marvel really paid respect to this man, yeah. you know what I mean? And that that really got me. I loved it. You know, yeah, we, we see all of these things, it turns into the Marvel Studios, and then it just kind of fades to black, and then just some lettering says, thanks, Stan. Yep. I mean, well, it's, it's just Oof. just very casual, and then boom, we start our film. Uh I think something that we were all looking forward to was seeing Coulson being brought back oh, to the MCU. Time. Yeah, uh, a young Coulson yes. and a young Agent Fury—not Director Fury, yep. but young agents uh, Coulson and Fury, uh, Sam Jackson and Clark Gregg reprising their roles. I was, uh, I was happy to see him. I watch Agents of Shield. You don't? I don't. Uh, so I get Coulson all the time, but I, I don't get my Coulson fix that often. So for me, it was it was amazing to see yeah. him again and just. Uh, uh, bright spot, and the thing is, it was cool. Is they didn't overuse him. I think. They, mm-hmm. I think they used. I could use a little more. A but little more. They yeah. didn't overuse him, which was great. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see some more films of with a young Coulson, sure. or even just like a short film on a DVD, Blu-ray extra, like something the what like we that. used to get, right? Yeah, those Marvel digital shorts, yeah. uh, Marvel one shots. I believe. Is I what would they kill call for them. a uh, uh, Fury Coulson like buddy cop thing. Oh yeah, fifteen minute. Short for that, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Show, have Happy Hogan show up at some yeah, point there you as well. Go, right? Just see where the yucks take us. Uh, this movie has so many motifs and so many uh, storylines that it's set up. And honestly, I gotta tell you, the thing that really floored me about the film was again spoilers. They kind of flipped my perception of the Kree and the Scrolls. Oh, right, yeah. You know, in the comic books, the Scrolls are kind of the more evil empire, so to speak. The Kree are no angels. They're, they have, they have, their hands are, can be just as bloody, but the Kree end up helping the Earth against the Scrolls in the comics. Well, in this movie, 
it appears that the the scrolls are uh, are the victims here that they yeah. have been persecuted by the Kree and they've tricked our leading lady uh, Veers uh, <laughs> Carol Danvers Captain Marvel into kind of like helping them uh, try to eradicate the scrolls yep. but she ends up kind of empathizing with them sure. and sympathizing with them uh, it, it it knocked me out of the park because. I don't get surprised in comic book movies very often. I'm a huge comic book fan. I've been reading for 26, 27 years. And, you know, the scrolls are always the bad guys. They're yeah, always, always. They're, they're the bad guys. And we kind of get to see that from this movie where they feel, the Kree soldiers we see, they feel they're doing the right thing, ex- yeah. exterminating the, the scroll. Right. But turns out, man, these people are just displaced, they're disenfranchised, just refugees, refugees, and they're being, like, exterminated. Yeah. So it's it's pretty scary. And it kind of changes my thoughts on where the film universe may go. Oh, for sure. I would have bet you a million dollars that yeah. we were going to Secret Invasion oh, for sure. Time. Oh, yeah. And I think that we will. Secret Invasion is a comic book in which the, the uh, scrolls oh, infiltrate every level of our government, superheroes and whatnot. But uh, we may not get that. But we'll, we'll come back to that uh, towards Another the end. Another time, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, was your, what was your favorite part? You know, parts, I'm trying to parts, make... parts, yeah. parts. Let's go parts. Okay. Uh, I really. Okay. I okay again. Colson Fury stuff. That was my one of my favorite parts. The the stand cameo was great. Yeah. Okay. Um. You, you know he's reading mall rats. Yeah. The whole things. That's amazing though. Uh, and as, we're we're big Kevin Smith fans here too. Yeah. And uh, I bet you. Uh, you know, Kevin cried extra hard when he saw that. Oh, yeah. uh, Stan reading the Mallrat script for his cameo. I mean, what a what a touching and beautiful nod to a man who loved Stan Lee like yeah. a father. Sure. Uh, and to see Stan reading his script on a on a, in a Marvel film has got to be has got to put him oh, over yeah. the moon. Yeah. It's probably to him means more than anything else. Anything. <laughs> Oof. But as far as this, the story itself, what, yeah. what what did you like about the story? Oh, man. You know, it's I've only seen this once, mm-hmm. so it's, this is kind of I'm, I'm trying to go back in my head and remember this. So, um, you know, I I, I really like um, what is the main scroll's name? Talos. Yeah, he was our uh, our scroll leader, played by uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn's been a, we've been seeing him in a lot of movies recently. Uh, he was in uh, the last Star Wars saga film, uh, The Last Jedi. Um, yeah, we've just been seeing him around. He's a guy's fantastic uh, British actor. Oh yeah. Um, what did you like about him? You know, I initially seeing him as the uh, villain. Yeah, it was great. Uh, he, you know, he, he put on the creep factor. Mm-hmm. Um, had one liners for days. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he'll be. He might be the most quotable person from that movie. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the guy was. Uh, you you could sympathize with him at first, like you said. We we do see him as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out in the movie that uh, this is in fact not true. Uh, that there is a that there's something more insidious going on. Um, but we get to kind of empathize with this character. He's. Very funny throughout yeah. the film, uh, like you said, one-liners for days. But then we also get kind of a tender side of this of this villain. Oh, for sure. Just the uh, you know, we get to that scene up in the space station, and uh, you know, you, you see he's a, a family man, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to do right by his people and his family. Yeah. And, you know, that yeah, just tugs at the heartstrings. It, it really does. It does, <laughs> and that's that's what. Uh, 
the more DC hardened people don't seem to understand is that you have to relate to your villains. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. we've we've seen it with Loki, we've seen it even with Ultron, I believe, and we're seeing it with Thanos, but then we also see it with with, with Talos, uh, that he's you know, has he has to be in charge when he's in charge. He's also can be fun, he can also be reasonable mm-hmm. and he's he's got a, a wife and kids. So, you know, they they've they've given us no reason to hate the, the scrolls at this right. point. Uh, but one of the big uh, kind of the, the big twist for me as a comic book fan is having, you know, this that scroll and Cree, you know, switcheroo. Right. Where uh, in the comics, we usually kind of side with the Cree. They tend to side with humanity more often than not. But uh, in this one, they're kind of they're persecuting yeah. uh, and exterminating, right? You know the, what's remaining of the scrolls because apparently the scrolls wouldn't uh, bend the knee for our Game sure. of Thrones fans. <laughs> um, and they're using the accusers, which we, we get to see Killer Ronan cameo. We get to see Ronan back from yes. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Sans his makeup, his, yeah. eye, his guyliner. Yeah, yeah. Before he went real emo <laughs> yes. in the in the uh, Guardians in the movie. Yeah. So we, you know, we get to see that the accusers. Um, are just eradicating places uh, when when they're uh, coming for scrolls. Like right. if you're if there's scrolls on the planet and uh, the Kree kind of ground forces can't handle it, can't eradicate them, they just rain hellfire <laughs> from above. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's a uh, that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Um, did you like that twist though? Making, I did making them just more of a. I did. I did because, or I did, and I didn't. So the the reasons that I did enjoy it is because I wasn't expecting it. Um, It's hard for me to get surprised in Marvel product anymore because I've been reading comics for so long that I always feel like I have a really good uh, inclination where things are going. Oh yeah. So I would have bet you a million dollars that we were turning right. Right is where we're going. This is where we're going. And then when I wasn't paying attention, they they turned left on me. Um, So I don't know. What this has, you know, implication-wise for the rest of the Marvel Universe, because the reason that I could dislike it is because I really thought we were hardcore going for a secret oh, uh, invasion. That's what I wanted. Secret we invasion. Could still get it. We we could still, but secret invasion is the comic book story where the scrolls infiltrate uh, every facet of the U.S. government of superhero teams on Earth to like try to take over. So we could still get that, but they kind of lead us to believe that there's very few scroll left, like maybe just in the thousands. Right. So that would be tough to unless they procreate differently and they're at a quicker rate. Who knows? Sure. That's that's comic science that I really don't need to know. Me either. You know? I don't. I don't need to know. I don't need to care. Actually, I'm okay. I, I want to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a that's a different after dark maybe podcast. That's my thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it makes sense though now that I think about it because. We've seen the Kree a lot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, we saw them uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and we saw them be somewhat apathetic to Ronan kind of like killing a bunch of people. There's a scene in Guardians where uh, Glenn Close's character, kind of the Nova Prime, is speaking with uh, the head of the uh, the Kree planet and basically saying, uh, you know, you guys could denounce Ronan, and they're just like, ah, that's not really our problem. Right, right. Like they're like, hey, he's not working for us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a zealot kind of thing. Sure. So um, every version of the Kree we've seen in Ages of Shield, they've just kind of been jerks. So this made sense, and I wasn't expecting it, even though the writing was on the wall. So totally. for for me, it was really really nice to get uh, get surprised by a Marvel film sure. again. Yeah, it, you know, talking about flip flopping 
They did another. Did you enjoy the gender bending flip flop they did with Marvel? Oh yeah. So in the comic books, for some of you that don't know, Captain Marvel or Marvel is actually a, a, a man at first, uh, and in the comics, uh, he's a, a Cree um, scientist that kind of falls in love with Earth to an extent, and uh, he's masquerading as a uh, a scientist in the military uh, in the Air Force, uh, known as uh, uh, Walter. Uh, Lawson, and in the movie, uh, Annette Benning plays Dr. Wendy Lawson. Right. So they kind of, and it, it makes total sense. It, it, it has no bearing on me whether or not Marvel is a man or a woman, no. because the character uh, was still true to like the source material in like how he and she seem to be. You right. know, uh, good heart, thoughts in the right place, kind of kind of thing. So I, I had no problem with that right. kind of switch, and it makes it a little bit more palpable for what we're what this movie I think is trying to do. Sure. It is trying to have girl power. It's not beating you over no. the head with girl power, but let's not leave any room for interpretation where it's like, oh, I need a man to become Captain Marvel. You know, it doesn't matter who Marvel is. No. It matters the message. Right. You know, the, the the good. So, and we kind of see Marvel being a scroll sympathizer and trying to help them create a uh, light engine, light speed engine is what they call it, uh, from an unknown power source. Right. Wink, wink, uh, to kind of help the scrolls uh, get away from from Cree rule. Um, I I really enjoyed that. It had no bearing on me, negative or or, or positive either. Um, did you even know about no, Walter Lawson? Uh, really? I not really. I just knew that it was it was a uh, man in the comics. Okay, but that that's the extent of it. Yeah, I really didn't. Uh, you know, I don't know the lure that well. <laughs> You know, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get. To I'm more honestly. I'm more of a. I, I know Carol Danvers more than I know um, Lawson. Yeah, that's know? true. So, well, Captain Marvel in the, in the Marvel continuity died in the '80s, right. from cancer. Right. So, you know, it's, he's been he had been gone a, a while anyway. Right. So, we've been so exposed to Carol Danvers in comics. It's it's nice to get that female lead, and I mean, just say, and you know, as a, as a, as men. I do like seeing the female perspective. I do like seeing where the stories can be told from that way. So oh, absolutely. I, 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 again, refreshing for, from what I said earlier. Definitely. It was, I think as far as a female-driven movie, it just it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, we, we talked about Ronan, uh, yeah. the accuser coming back. We also got to see his kind of right-hand man from Guardians as well, uh, uh, Korath, uh, reprised by Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. Um, I loved seeing that. Me too. It's just like, oh, yeah. like we know where this story ends, right. but it's nice to see where it began, exactly. where he's part of the same team that Carol is on when she's a, a Kree warrior. Yeah. And, you know, we get to see him before he's kind of been like radicalized, you know. And in if you remember in Guardians, he almost has like machinery on yeah, his it's head. Like, it's almost like that inhibitor chip that she had. I wonder of. if she, yeah, I wonder if Ronan... Like, d- like, d- just grabs people and is like making them do his right. will. It, it creates a a darker uh, fall from from grace uh, for Ronan's character, and uh, maybe we'll have to talk about some film theory later sure. on. Oh yeah, uh, maybe in another show. Um, the light source engine that is powering uh, this this uh, or the the, the light speed engine is getting its power from someplace, um, and we find out that it's the tesseract. Yeah, that they have the tesseract. And again, it makes sense. The last yeah. time we had seen the, the time that we had seen the Tesseract before that, we see Howard Stark collecting it in Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, he finds it in the right. Arctic. He finds it at the bottom of the ocean oh, that's while right. he's looking for Captain America. Yeah. So 
uh, it makes sense that the military would have it, that S.H.I.E.L.D. would have it, obviously. Yeah, totally. Um, I forgot though, all about that. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, it kind of uh, fits some continuity because in Avengers 1, like Fury just has it. He just has it, yeah. We have no idea where he got it from. <laughs> so it, th- th- this makes sense. Um, it's uh, We get to see a young version of the Tesseract. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the young Colson, young Fury, young Ronan, <laughs> oh. young Tesser. It's yeah, yeah. It's great. It's a good throwback movie. Yeah, and and I and I love how because you know it, it seemed it was obvious that Marvel didn't intend for the Tesseract to be an Infinity Stone. No. So it's nice to see them kind of go back and, and have it. You know, keep using these things sure. that that we're familiar with, and then giving them more and more creatively meaning. too. Yeah. Yeah, like because it didn't feel shoehorned in there. It didn't feel it, shoehorned. It felt like a big part of the plot. I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on it until it was shown. Right, well, me either. And and the test rack is actually fueling this light source engine, and the with the light source engine like blowing up, like that's what gives her her powers. And oh, I'm that's like, right. yeah, yeah. And we know that that they were able to give Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch their powers from the the staff. The staff. So it's like, okay, you know, w- w- this is we we've seen this before. Sure. It makes sense. And man. The power level on this on this chick is, it's, it's is amazing. Is amazing. It looks it beautiful. Looks so cool. It looks cool. And when she gets the whole uniform on with the helmet, oh yeah, oh, I, that was so. Cool. Give me chills. Me too. Give me chills. That was yeah. another hair raising moment for me. Made, that gave me that goosebumps. For made sure. me want to uh, cosplay as a as a Star Force member. You know, <laughs> I, uh, I thought that the costume was uh, was was awesome. So good. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, you know, Carol kind of siding with the scrolls, wanting to help them, and then leaving Fury that pager. Oh, right. You know, it it really gives a testament to her character. It was showing that, you know, she's basically going to be her own person at this point. Because at this, you know, we're finding her as a military person, mm-hmm. just just following orders. How yeah. many times do military people just say, I'm following orders, yeah. you know? They don't want to do this. But then she... Finally, it's like, I, I, I've got to do what's right and yeah. check these scrolls, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's... yeah. Because, you know, Wendy, you know, uh, Marvel was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've, she's I'm like fighting the Os- a shameful war. She's like the Oscar Schindler of yeah. the MCU. <laughs> and that's big props to her. Yeah, man. yeah. Seriously. Hey, you pulled it off, Annette Benning. You pulled yeah, it off. That's right. Um, the power that, that Marvel has, you know, after watching Infinity War, you know, they're saying that she's going to be a game changer. Seeing her fight at the end against Ronan and the accusers, uh, you know, that that power level is, is it's, insane. It's pretty cool. She takes out those missiles. Those missiles. Oh. You know, one of the things that kind of that that, that kind of hurt the movie was the, the how the music played into the film. <sighs> and that was kind of a glaring moment for oh. you, right? Oh, man. So, don't, don't even get me started. So in, in Guardians, you know, we like that 80s style music. And it kind of accentuated the film and, and was almost like a, another character to the right. roster. Oh, yeah. But in this one, man, that 90s. <laughs> You know, motif. They they want you to know it's '90s. I'm surprised that we didn't see the Fresh Prince of Bel Air walking around in the background. We didn't see her slamming some surge. Yeah, some yeah. It was just oh man, it was it was too much. And in that end fight scene in particular, what, oh, what, what was it what that you, bothered you? Okay, you know, I this should be a moment where you know we get her her score, her character score. You know, um, and then we get no doubts, just the girl kicking in. And for me, it just undercut the whole scene. Yeah. You know, you that, that should it? be a triumphant moment. And it, it was just too on the nose. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want, you know how we have the Avengers theme mm-hmm. when there, something big is going to happen, something heroic. I wanted her theme to play there. Yeah. And you're giving me just a girl from No Doubt. And for me, it really kind of pulled me out of the scene. You know, um, 
but it was still cool. Still looked amazing. It just was like, oh, man, just kind of, that was one ding for me. I did not care for that. I, I love No Doubt, and I would have, uh, I think I would have enjoyed it more if, like I said, if every moment of the movie, anytime there was a transition change, there was a 90s song. Sure. You know, we have Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. We have, uh, oh, God, I'm trying to remember the list of 90s. It, it was too um, many to yeah, think about. There's Smashing Pumpkins in there. There's all, there's all kinds of stuff. Had it been used more sparingly, I think it would have made oh, more sense. Absolutely. And I would have liked that moment for me in the film. You know, yeah, the what was me moment where she's kind of rising, where she's, you know, re- realizing who she is to kind of have that soft Avengers theme play right. there. But then it go into just a girl. Okay. I'm fine with that because it fits the time. It fits uh, what they're trying to do. But they just tried to do that too much. Too much. You know, and even when we had that motif of her falling down, getting up. I was, mm-hmm. I, was waiting oh, for ch- I was waiting for tub thumping to come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that that But that seems amazing. It is. You know, when when we're seeing her, you know, through through the different times of her life, how she fell and how she how, how she, she rose up. from that. Uh, I I I just really enjoy that. It was inspiring. That was my hair raising moment. Legit yeah. first one, just because it, it just doesn't pertain to women. That's that's a universal feeling we all have. Yeah. We all fall. You yeah. Know, we all know what it's like to, to be humiliated. See it right there. That's where you play the Avengers scene. You yeah. have that go on. Oh, yeah. You have her, you know, remembering that stuff, and then when she puts on the helmet again, yeah. or when she goes binary, it's just a girl. I'm oh, fine yeah. with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. there's okay. a, there's a way. To I do would it. feel better about. There's it. a way to do. It. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not for everybody, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, we have our obligatory mid credit scene mm. at the end of the film, yep. and it's basically just like a minute from Endgame. How? What were your chill? What was your chill level? Uh, Mine, uh, ten, goosebumps ten on plus, goosebumps. Ten plus. Oh my gosh! Right, I I'm, I cannot wait to see this movie, and I love it. And I didn't even pick it up until you said it. That you know, when we see Captain America and Black Widow and and Bruce Banner, and they're they're holding, they're working with the the pager, pager yeah. trying to figure out what Fury was doing with it. You know, they don't know who it's calling, what it's calling, and it shuts off. And they're like, well, it still has power, but it shut off. You know, Cap's telling them to to you know get it back, and then we see. Captain Marvel there. We see Carol there in a new costume asking where Fury is. I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Right now. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, what's your excitement level for Endgame to see her again? Are you ready to see her again already? Yeah. uh, You know, in the last couple years, Marvel's just been introducing amazing characters. Black Panther, um, Captain Marvel, um, Ant-Man to a lesser extent, Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. You know... I'm excited to see this new batch of Avengers yeah. start playing with the old Avengers. You know, it's going to be amazing. Do you think we're going to get a fight with Captain Marvel and yes. that group of Avengers? No, no, no. That group of Avengers. Oh. She just shows up and then wouldn't they got much of a fight. It wouldn't be much of a fight. Except for some reason, Cap will figure it out. Oh, you know? is Thor there? That might... Oh, Thor would be there. Yeah, okay. Thor would be there. Then maybe. Yeah. I, I want it though a little bit. Me too, just I kind of too. set her power sure, level. They kind of went, oh up. man. Yeah. Uh oh. Because they'll have Stormbreaker. I don't know. That's going to be a, a pretty crazy fight. Yeah. Um, you know, the movie was great. I think we need to uh, uh, embrace this idea and get used to the fact that we're not going to have Tony Stark and Steve Rogers no. and, you know, Thor. Thor most likely, you know, in the future. We, we got to so, start being open-minded about these new characters. Yeah. And they are great. Yeah. You know, they're all... Uh, these last few movies Marvel's done, it's been amazing. Yep. You know... I'm excited to see where they're going to go with this. Agreed. You know? Agreed. I'm very concerned that we're not going to get the secret invasion that I was hoping for. Either, yeah. But it's a good spin. You know, we're seeing, you know, maybe these scrolls are really nice, but the other ones, 
They're not so nice. Right. They're the more fanatical, radical sure. ones. So, you know, I would like to see the sequel take place, you know, in space. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe have, <clears throat> uh, we see the war between uh, the Kree and Xandar that we know that there's like a peace treaty in Guardians. Yeah. You know, and then that's what helps, that's what makes Ronan splinter off. Ah, you know, okay. and is yeah. you know is it Xandar the scrolls and and the Kree yeah, all yeah. fighting? Um, is she the reason that the that the Kree and Xandar kind yeah, of make a treaty? Right. You know, it's wow. It opens up. It opens up a lot. I want to see that. I want to see what makes Ronan go radical. Uh, more, more even what makes Korath go radical because he seems to be pretty much like, oh, I you know I'm here to do my job. Right. Following orders. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 ready for more. Yeah. Um, we're only about six weeks away, roughly Oof. from from uh, Endgame, so we're going to be getting it pretty soon. Oh yeah. Uh, what did you learn about yourself when you watched this movie? Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I no matter your gender, you just you you got to take what's given to you and, and run with it. Yeah. You know, you can have all the power in the world, but you know, if you don't know who you are as a as a person, you just you can't do anything with it. You yeah. have to be a good person to wield huge power you know you went you went deep on me bro because i was like <laughs> i learned that i don't care about cats as uh as flurkins or or, or, record, or what that, have you that was one of my favorite parts for the record yeah yeah well you i should... loved i loved i loved goose oh my gosh what a, what Team a goose over here. did did nothing for me did nothing for me yeah, that, when i before i went and watched it roman is telling me Oh, they wanted it to be something. Yeah. They wanted that to be Rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they wanted it to be Rocket or Groot, and yeah. it did. It did absolutely nothing for me. me? Oh yeah, that's Groot for me. That's uh, Groot for me. Because the the end credit scene is him yep. throwing up the Tesseract, which actually helps us a little bit with our continuity because sure, sure. you kind of wondered like where the Tesseract had been. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that, I guess. Uh, so if you like what we had to say today, that's our show. Um, comment comment below uh, if you think that we should have discussed something else. Uh, let us know. And then just let us know what you thought about the movie. Yeah. Uh, so for the Rec cast, uh, I'm Roman. Eric Icarus. And, uh, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.